2: This is The Good Life, food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Yes, it is. And of course, it'd be better if I put the microphone where I can get my lips on it. Welcome to the program, Uh, Food, Wine, and Fun. Yeah, another hot one. So what if the summer, that's what happens. And if it's global warming, well, we can't fix it anyway. And what you can do is be careful if you're outside. Stay hydrated, uh, preferably not with wine do that inside in the air conditioning uh the program today is interesting uh let's call it whiskey centered uh but i do have a great wine of the week i got a Gewürztraminer that comes from the russian river valley from one of the oldest Gewürztraminer vineyards in california uh everybody's pulling up Gewürz and planting chardonnay and pinot noir in the russian river but uh boleto vineyards have not and they're i can't wait to try this it's uh it's a dry Gewurz, so it'll have some aromatics, and, but be bone dry. Uh, but th- I digress. Back to the whiskey idea. You know, I have software to track what I have in my wine cellar. And it works good, uh, you know, but I'm lazy and uh, parties and wine goes out and doesn't make it to the, the sheet or I don't leave my computer on all the time to log it out. Well, a local guy. Dave Cunningham, put together an app called Whiskey Shelf. Dave is uh, a software developer. He's got an interesting story just talking about that alone. But he combined his love for data and whiskey to make uh, Whiskey Shelf. And it's a barcode usable, scannable, load all of your whiskeys, keep track of your Oh, I don't remember the name, and my computer dumped here, so I don't have it in front of me. But your your legacy bottle, when you have little dribs and drabs and you dump them all into one bottle, uh, really some interesting capability. In the second half, uh, we're going to talk to Chris Malcontento from uh, Nashville's Whiskey Hound using high-quality bourbon, other whiskeys, scotch, whatever, uh, to make some really killer spices and sauces. So, whiskey-centered, and we should start right off by uh, talking to Dave Cunningham. Uh, Again, a software guru who, in 2017, got laid off, decided he would start his own company. It's called the Flint Hills Group. Uh, And then, because of those things, and he likes whiskey, he made Whiskey shelf. Dave, welcome to The Good Life.
1: Uh, Thanks, Guy. I appreciate you having me on the show.
2: Well, I've downloaded the software. I don't have a huge collection. I probably only have about 15 or 16 bottles, but I love it, and I love the idea, but let's start off with you. Talk about your, your journey in the IT world, and uh, talk about f- founding th- your company and how it's doing, and was it just you, or was it everybody in the group that wanted to come up with this whiskey app?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm a lifetime Wichitan. I have a computer science degree from Wichita State uh, going back into the late 80s. Uh, so I've done software development either as a developer or myself. I mean, my first job was writing B-52 bomber avionics for Boeing to drop nuclear weapons. So that was <laughs> that was an interesting start. <laughs> um Yeah. But but I worked at Pizza Hut corporate offices. Of course, they were founded here as a pizza delivery software. I've worked at Cargill and Coke Industries. Uh, NetApp is a big data t- tech company here. I, I ran an aerospace company as their GM for a while. So I um, I started out 12 13 years writing code, and then I started managing teams, uh, test teams, development teams, and then uh, company divisions. So I got a lot of experience for 30 years. Uh, and then in a layoff at NetApp uh, back in, in 2016, I decided to start my own software company and we called it Flint Hills Group. It's, uh, it's basically now a team of 40 software developers in the U.S. Uh, in nine different states with about half of them in the Wichita area. And it's a virtual company that we started you know, seven years ago before COVID made it okay. To run virtual companies, <laughs> so there there's no overhead. I mean, when you when people hire us to write their software, a lot of times we get hired to replace legacy systems, old code that they don't know what to do. We don't have a building we're paying for, and um, so we're just a very high caliber team of developers that work usually for a lot less money than other teams, so, and nobody's overseas. That's our other mantra: experienced, degreed, no one overseas. So. We've been doing this very successfully. We work multiple projects at the same time, and it's basically a service company building software. The companies, our customers own the software, and we said, you know, we'd really like to build our own software solution that we own. And uh, I teach a tech startup class at a, at a place called Groover Labs at 2nd and St. Francis. It's a, it's a tech ecosystem co-working place it's called Campfire, Igniting Tech Startups. It's based off a Stanford University class, um, and we applied uh, some, of the, some of the lessons we teach in Campfire to what's a good software idea or a good tech idea. And we had a contest in the company with 17 different software ideas submitted. And we scored it using these campfire uh, uh, metrics. And the number one pick was uh, a database system to track your whiskey collections. And we called it Whiskey Shelf. Wow! So that was uh, in the fall of of last year. And we basically, from just knowing the name to releasing it on the Apple and Google app stores, We did that whole thing in four and a half months, which in the world of software, that's kind of lightning fast. Yeah. Um, But we built it as what you call a minimum viable product or an MVP. And that means um, we built the smallest thing that we thought people would use. And then we were gonna listen to our users and have them scream at us for what they wanted next. (laughs) And they did scream. Uh, We had a long list of things. And so every week we kept putting those things in the app and growing it every single week. And in fact, we just released another version on Tuesday uh, that's much better sorting and filtering and stuff like that. So it's grown to um, – it's actually probably going to break 4,000 users in the next 10 days, and that's worldwide. Man. Um, we've got almost 8,000 different whiskey barcodes in our system, and it's crowdsourced. So if you scan some really unique bottle or some unique bottle size – it will take that UPC code, you can fill out in a form, we look at it, we do a quality check on it, we accept it, you get an email, and then the whole world can add that bottle to whiskey shelves. So uh, the database piece is actually working great. And and the bottle, the blend bottle you're referring to is something that's called an infinity bottle.
2: There you go. Me and my adam brain.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot, even a lot of whiskey experts don't Uh, may not try an infinity bottle, may never have heard of it. And kind of the general concept comes from uh, some people, and there's a little truth to this, some people believe, you know, like as a bottle of wine, when a bottle of wine gets uh, uh, fairly low in the bottle, even white or red for sure, it's basically starting to turn to vinegar, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, as it oxidizes. Well, whiskey has some degree of that, but this is not over. Days or hours—it's actually over, uh, usually over years, honestly. But P- there's some people that believe when you get down to the tail end of a bottle, what they'll do is they'll measure it off in shots and pour it into their infinity bottle, and then they log it. So most people have like literally a spreadsheet or a paper log. So we created, embedded in the app, it's free, an infinity bottle tracker, and it's hooked into the uh, the database of all the whiskeys. So. It'll calculate the volume of the bottle, the average proof of the bottle. You can add to and pour from it. You can see the exact contents and the percentages of all the stuff that's in there. So it's, it's a pretty highly advanced capability of the app um, with a lot of liquid mass built into that.
2: <laughs> well, I, I know I mentioned that I have uh, a software tracking thing that you scan Barcodes, and if a wine bottle, and many don't have barcodes, by the way, uh, they give you blank barcodes that you can assign to that that label, and, and that's handy. But it still, you know, it came with it wasn't uh, iPhone driven. It came with a little scanner that you hooked to your laptop. It was cumbersome and not easy to use. Uh, and then you, you, as a software geek, have you ever seen? An app for wine monitoring and and uh, playing called Vivino, V I V I N O.
1: Oh, yeah, Vivino is a fantastic app.
2: Well, Heine Zacharyerson was on the show early on when Vivino was first released uh, in, in both of the app stores here in this country, and and I've got more people in Wichita using it because of my wine class and this label recognition software that he developed is phenomenal. And, you know, wow, what a, what a database. And I would imagine, like you said, lightning fast to get yours operational and, and published Uh, the database. Did you, how did you come up with, I'm sure you can go online and search for barcode information about X bourbon or X scotch and, and come up with something, but that had to be a huge chore.
1: Yeah, that was. We did a lot of searching for what exists out there, what sort of databases can we use, and we couldn't find any. Um, we actually hand-built the initial database of 1,800 whiskey bottles. Man. A, a small team of people worked for weeks and weeks and weeks, hand-entering into a spreadsheet, and then that spreadsheet got imported into a cloud-hosted database. We We host all this in Amazon Web Services, so... When you load the app, you're really connecting to a whole back end. This is a system. It's it's bigger than just the app. So, um, and, you know, people would ask us, so you're building this like, are you going to build this like Vivino? And I would always ask them, um, how much do you think it costs to build Vivino? And I looked it up myself, and I was actually shocked. So Vivino now is actually considered a Silicon Valley technology company and I believe they've had three hundred and I'm sorry, two hundred and thirty-five million dollars in venture capital investment.
2: Yeah, he's uh, Heine Zacharias in Scandinavian, and most of the team was uh, from Norway and Sweden. And uh, but he moved the office, I guess, like you said, to San Francisco several years ago, and has just rocked it. And and apparently he's very protective, and rightly so, of the technology associated with scanning labels. And to think of, I have scanned, you know, you could, like you said, the crowdsourcing where if I scan an unusual, let's say a wine from Grace Hill that nobody's ever scanned, then it says we can't find it. They'll do a search for you and then usually they'll find it. But if they don't, you can add your wine. And uh, the database is huge and I expect yours is going to grow because there's so many people producing whiskey. I mean. It,
1: yeah. It's, so fortunately, the whiskey problem to solve on that turns out to be a lot easier, thank goodness, than the wine problem. Uh, there are, oh, my gosh, I want to say over 3 million different types of wines. And one single barcode that you scan might actually tie to multiple uh, producers. So sometimes they'll share a barcode. And then you got to pick the vintage amongst that right so it's a lot of manual entry whiskey thankfully um there's a unique barcode for every whiskey bottle and even by the size of the whiskey bottle man so the average size is 750 milliliter you know they even have those little airplane size 50 milliliter bottles those have a different upc code than the 175 milliliter so we can tell the exact size of your bottle we know Uh, you know, the brand and the label and the proof of the bottle and the country of origin. And was it bourbon or scotch? We have, we have like almost every imaginable type of whiskey from bourbon to rye to scotch to single malt, to Japanese whiskey, Taiwanese whiskey, English whiskey. Um, There's probably a few we don't have. We have an other that you can select (laughs) if it doesn't match, but um, we got a lot of it covered right now.
2: Well, it's so cool. And. Uh, you know, like, like you said, it's available at the Google uh, Play Store and, and uh, also the iPhone store. Uh, so you can get it for anything. When I downloaded it, I, I, I should have gone downstairs and started putting bottles in. Um, the scanning part. So I can use my, a, my phone as a scanner on my iPhone to, to add a, a, a label.
1: That's correct. And the uh, when you click the add, add bottle button, <clears throat> you can hand type in something at the top like a brand if you want to. But the much faster route is there's a little barcode icon in the upper right and you yep. touch that and your camera will turn on with a barcode scanner. It's super accurate. You just point to the barcode and in about a half second or less, if we have it, it'll pull it up. And as I said, we've got over 7,700 bottles. There's a very good chance we'll have almost everything you have. And if you don't, we redirect you to the suggest a bottle screen with that UPC code already filled out. You submit the data and then we review it and approve it. And I just checked for the show. There's like 14 bottles out there that need to be approved. So we're, we're monitoring that all day long.
2: That's really cool. And uh, you know, I love the idea that it comes up with uh, the accurate UPC code, the brand, the label, the type, uh, you know, is it bourbon, is it scotch, whatever, Uh, the bottle size, the proof, and, and then it's it's there. And uh, the ability to track the, the amount of liquid in the bottle, which, of course, would then it, it contribute to your future infinity bottle. And uh, I do that. We had a big uh, charity event at the house last night. With We opened 14 wands. And uh, at the end of the night, they, the six people and the four of us who did the work had some of the wine, but not that much, and so I took the best of the red wines and the best of the white wines and made uh, an infinity bottle. <laughs>
1: but, oh, you blended them? That's yeah. great.
2: Uh, you know, I do it all the time because usually we open more wine than we're going to drink, and and having leftovers and venting or or nitrogen charging each of the individual bottles and storing them's a pain in the butt. So combining them, and I agree. Right. I I had some old bourbon. It was a bottle signed by Jimmy Russell. Uh, oh my God! Of wild turkey, and of course, I, you know, shared sips of that, and it got down to about the last quarter. And I taste it. And I go, you know, it's it's not the same as it was. And and you know, most people think, yeah, that's a wine thing, not a whiskey thing. Whiskey lasts forever. But in retrospect, I wish I would have added more of that same bourbon and brought it back up to a full fill.
1: Yeah, and that—that's a lot about how the infinity bottle works. Yeah. Or you could pour it into a smaller bottle and achieve it. Yeah, system.
2: yeah. And it, you know, I don't know if a vacuum would work in the in the mouth a, a, of a bottle of of, of whiskey, uh, but somebody ought to come up with that because that helps. You know, yeah. suck out the air. Um, when yeah. you, when you do this, you know, when I'm tracking my stuff, uh, pretty easy to delete that bottle when it's gone uh, you know uh, mark it as half gone or a third gone that's all pretty easy to do
1: yeah under each bottle you have a, an update bottle you can we actually track where you're storing it so some I mean, we have a couple users that have over 800 bottles oh stored in God. whiskey shelf
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: so some of those people might have like a uh, a lake house, they might have more than one home, they have their whiskey in multiple locations. So, we actually have the ability to filter that down and show you what's where. Um, you can put your ratings in there, but you also can track the status of a bottle. So, the bottle, you know, wine is typically two statuses it's new or it's empty for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: Especially at my house. Whiskey's
1: different. Yeah. <laughs> whiskey's different. Uh, so it goes from open to a hundred to i op- I'm sorry, from new to open at a hundred percent. Sometimes users will open the bottle and just smell it and maybe take a slight taste and recork it.
2: Yeah.
1: So we we track hundred percent, seventy five percent, fifty percent, twenty five percent, and then empty. And when you when you mark the bottle as empty, it automatically goes to another list of emptied bottles, so you can see what you drank before. Oh, uh, you cool. can also gift it which basically deletes it. And there's also a delete option which you can just remove the bottle. Um, The other interesting thing is we have a wish list. Some people wanna know like, hey, I'm like me personally, I'm trying to find a bottle of Weller 12 year or a bottle of Weller full proof. Um, People always have their little wish list. It might be on a little notepad or something. We have it electronically. We also, for all of your bottles, there's a little checkbox you can check saying, hey, I'd be willing to um, to possibly trade this bottle with someone. Yeah. So we know in our database who has one bottle that they're looking for in their wish list and who has that same bottle they're willing to trade. So we could technically become the tender of a whiskey.
2: I love it. Well, let's take a quick break. I have a couple more questions. We'll tell people how to get it and who ought to get it. Shoot, everyone that has whiskey ought to get it. And, uh, and we'll Absolutely. be back. Absolutely. That's a quick break. Dave Cunningham will be back. We're talking about Whiskey Shelf. It's on both of the uh, app stores. And if you got a phone that is digitally capable, and if you don't, you're back in the Stone Age, uh, and you like whiskey, this is an app for you. Again, it's called Whiskey Shelf. Really cool. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.